Welcome everyone to the Yourself Enlightened podcast. This is a bi-weekly podcast created for the everyday spiritual enthusiast like myself. On this podcast, we will discuss topics related to all things spiritual, divine, metaphysical, mystical, magical, health conscious, woo-woo, you know, the works. And if you're at all interested in these topics, then this podcast is for you. So join the conversation by following Yourself Enlightened on Instagram at yourself underscore enlightened and visit yourselfenlightened.com. I'm your host, Carissa, and today we have a very, very special guest, Marla Goldberg. Marla is an energy healer, an intuitive, a speaker, a teacher, and she is also a podcast host. Um, She is the host of the Guided Spirit Conversations podcast, which airs every Thursday, and you'll get additional details about her podcast as we dive into the interview. But she's also a best-selling author of My Effing Long Journey to Loving Myself, A Guide to a Shorter Path. I absolutely love that title. I think it's, it's very fitting for the journey that she's been on and also the journey that many of us are on. Um, And it's also a very inspirational book. Um, I'm also going to be giving away a copy of her book. So stay tuned um, toward the end of the podcast episode. I'll share how you can win. So let's dive into the interview with Marla. Enjoy, everyone. Marla, tell us a bit about your spiritual journey and how you were introduced to energy healing initially. So back in the early 2000s, I was in a very dark place in my life. And I didn't know where to turn. I was really I was like a deer in headlights stuck paralyzed. And there was a woman's conference. And in the the woman's conference under the speakers, there was a woman who was talking about how to heal yourself. And I thought, hmm, I could I should try this because nothing I've been doing is working. And I went to the conference and listened to this person speak. And everything she said resonated with me. You know, she was asking the questions, is your, you know, I'm going to paraphrase, but it's like, does your life suck? Yes. You know, do you want to get, you know, your life on a better track? Yes. You know, my hand just stayed up pretty much for all the questions. And I listened to what she said. She had an informational uh, experience the following week for one day in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And I was in Evanston, Illinois for this conference. And so I went to the one day. And I still couldn't wrap my mind around what she was sharing, but this little voice in my head kept saying, nothing else is working. You couldn't, you know, there's nothing to lose. And so when at the end of the one day, she said, who wants to sign up for my four-day basic training? My hand flew up. Right. And so a few months later was the day of the basic, you know, the first day of the basic training and I'm listening to her and she takes us into a meditation And then we have this exercise with, you know, somebody we don't know, and I didn't know anybody, so it was easy for me. And um, I, we, it's an exercise where one person puts their hands on top of another person's and your knees are touching and you ground together. And then you get quiet for like five minutes and you just see what comes in. And all I did was say, please give me something, please give me something. I just didn't want to disappoint this gal who was my partner. And I got three three pictures in my mind. And when I shared them with the person, she said, oh, my God, and confirmed everything that I shared with her, with her stories. So there was my first note psychic experience. 
And I was somewhat hooked, not realizing, you know, what I had to do to clear my life because there was a lot of self-work in this as I was learning modalities. But that was my entree into uh, down my spiritual path. Wow. I, I love that story. And I'm sure you would agree that, you know, these um, opportunities to learn about spirituality just come into our lives right at the perfect time. And it sounds like that's exactly what happened for you. So that is so amazing. That is very, very cool. Um, so you are currently trained in 24 different healing modalities. Is that right? It is. That's excellent. Correct. I love that. So which modalities do you utilize most frequently and why? So what I use in my practice is spiritual response therapy, or otherwise known as the SRT. And I love it because it is so powerful. It turned the outcome of my divorce around. And I, it's, it's about clearing blocks and programs and interferences that are imprinted on your Akashic records or otherwise known as your soul records. And incidences happen in past life or present life, and they will put an imprint on your record. And what happens is you tend to have blocks or flows, or even if there's something, like, did you ever walk into a room and energetically there was something between you and somebody else? You just are like, oh, I've got an icky vibe from them. Most likely there's a past life something with between the two of you. And so SRT could clean it you know, clear that up between the two of you or just clear, you know, clear and open your path. My analogy for how it works is if there's a boulder in your road, instead of the water going through it, we just try to, we just break down the boulder so that the water flows straight instead of around it. Right. And then I have Chinese face reading. I'm sorry. Um, I love Chinese face reading because there's so much information in one person's face and in their birth date patterns. And it's the features, how large, how small, where they're located, uh, you know, their shapes. And it gives you so much information about a person, their characteristics, their personality, their proclivities, how they might be blocking themselves. And it's really a very, very helpful piece. And here's the thing. There's no guessing involved. This is because everything is there. It's concrete. Your nose says something, your eyebrows say something, your, your forehead, etc. I do spirit um, space clearing. So I clear people's homes and businesses, their energetic space. Because whenever we're walking around, especially if we're stressed or worried or not feeling well, we, we drop energetic debris around. You know how they talk about you lose so many skin cells a day? Well, the same thing happens with the energetic debris. And especially when things are happening. So, for example, you reach for your front door on a daily basis, right? But what happens is your debris piles up in front of that door and it could block the flow of the energy coming into your, into your space. So we mm -hmm. can clear that and make it flow easily. And then there's intuitive, intuitive life counseling or intuitive guidance. Right. But I'm not a psychic. I don't, I don't give you future forecasting. What I do, and it, it actually comes through with all my modalities, is I get guidance, I share the guidance with you. You might be telling me about a situation or whatever, and then, you know, I just share the information I get about it. Right. Right. No, I love that. So it's it's more specific to a, a situation or a question that they have versus forecasting what's going to happen. Right. Am I going to get the job? Am I going to get married? Am I going to have the child? Is the guy going to like me? Is the girl going to like me? 
you know, I, that I don't do. But I'm, yeah, I'm more focused on the here and now. Perfect. I love that. Well, and you have to take into consideration that people have free will, right? And and so it's it's like, yes, this could happen to you, but it doesn't mean that it will. It's really based on what they decide to do or not to do. So I, I'm, I'm with you there. I think that's a good approach. So Marla, um, tell us a little bit about your recently published book, which I've read, by the way, and I love. So so thank you, thank for, you. for putting that out there. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's really good. Um, tell us what it's called so the listeners can, can hear about it and uh, where can they find the book as well? So my book is My Effing Long Journey to Loving Myself, A Guide to a Shorter Path. And it's a partial self-help book and a partial um, biography. And what I did when I was starting to write my book is I did automatic writing, which basically means I'd go into a meditative state, I'd come out, and I would just take a pen and write. I didn't question, I didn't judge, and I just wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote. Because when I decided to write a book, I had no idea what the content was going to be. And when I finally went to look at what I was writing, I was writing my story. And I was writing about the fact that you know, my life was challenged, like many people. I'm not saying I'm different or special. It's just what it is. Um, and I had blocks and I had self-esteem issues and self-love issues and self-confidence issues. And that's why I made many decisions in my life that didn't serve me. And what I'm hoping by this book... Um, is that you can read that, yes, you can turn around your life. You can take your life from A to Z in the way you're divinely meant to live. And I give you tips, tools, and techniques in the back of the book, which is the self-help part. Are there the tips, the things that I use to turn my life around, to release repressed anger and resentment and, and disappointment and frustration? And then there's the forgiveness piece where it's really important not just to forgive other people, but even harder to forgive ourselves because we do things and then we just keep beating ourselves up. You know, how many times you say, Oh, what a dumb mistake. I'm so dumb. How you know, stop clear, delete that because you're not dumb. You just did what you thought was in your best interest, but it really wasn't because you weren't, you weren't listening to guidance. You were taking a different Avenue. And I know that from the fact, because that's what I used to do. And so I give you, you know, ways of, forgiving yourself, forgiving others. Um, it's about self-acceptance. There's guidance to, to how, learn how to start accepting yourself, exercises. And then going into self-love, which would then be the next natural step. Right. And so then the book can be purchased on Amazon or it can be purchased on my website. Perfect. And I actually purchased an extra copy because I would like to uh, give a copy away to a listener. So I'll talk more about that towards the end of the episode, but um, definitely a, a great book to read. And, and thank you for, for sharing the, the tips, tools, and techniques in the book. There were some really good um, options. Uh, and I, I think there are things that can resonate with everyone, right? I mean, it talks about um, journaling and gratitude journaling. You've got got a Huapinopino, which I wanted to talk to you a little bit more about as well. And like you said, clear delete, um, you've got tapping or EFT uh, and several others. So I really appreciated just how it was so consolidated in one book, you know, some um, high level information about each of those. So uh, I definitely recommend that, um, that our listeners read it. So um, let's talk about Huapinopino. And I hope I'm saying that correctly, but when it's I read your book, I Oh, thank you. You're Perfect. welcome. 
Uh, yeah, it was the first time I'd heard of it, so I had no idea how to pronounce it. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is, Marla? So Ho'oponopono is a modality that was developed in Hawaii. And there is a doctor, oh, and I'm going to get these names wrong, but there is a, a female doctor, and she sort, of, she sort of developed it. And then there's a doctor, oh my goodness gracious, I'm having a brain melt. But he, he sort of developed it even further. Like she took it to a point, and he took it to an, the next point. And basically you say four statements. And it's, um, I love you, please forgive me, I'm sorry, thank you. And you... You focus in your mind's eye, whether it's you want to do that for yourself, you want to do that between a relationship, for a situation, whatever it is, and it cleans it. And, and the guy's, uh, the doctor's last name was Len, Dr. Len. And Dr. Len cleared a whole, I don't think this is a PC term, but I, I think the term he used was um, an, well, an institution, a mental institution or a cycle, you know, where you would house people who had challenges and how he cleared that institution and how the people changed and shifted by him just focusing on that institution on the people and saying those four words over and over and over again like a mantra and you can just change you know you say the same thing but you just change the intention or the intended focus of it love that thank you thank you i, I thought that was interesting and I hadn't heard of it, so I wanted to dive a little bit deeper there. Um, so what advice can you give my listeners about building a, a healthy self-care practice um, in addition to what we've already talked about? Well, I think, in first of all, you have to know, understand, in my opinion, that you need to do things that are for your highest and best good, not anybody else's. So boundaries. Boundaries are really important. This is the information I'm getting. They're saying, talk about boundaries. So it's like, I'm talking about boundaries because a lot of people don't have very delineated boundaries. I didn't have boundaries until, oh God, way later in life. And once you have boundaries, I'll tell you, it makes things very easy to know what's right and wrong for yourself. And to know that when you say no to something or turn something down, it's because you're not being selfish and you're not being mean. You're just doing self-care. You know, if somebody, if your plate's full and somebody's asking you to do something, you know, and you would normally feel guilty and take it on trying to, you know, you'd lose sleep or sacrifice something else to accommodate saying, no, my book, you know, my plate's full, but I'll tell you what, if I, let's, let's address this in a week. And if I can do it, I will be more than happy to help you. You know, there's ways of going about um, putting these boundaries down around you, what you'll tolerate from another person in terms of behavior. You know, a lot of us take, uh, accept bad behavior from other people in the form of judgments, criticisms, whatever it might be. And we don't need to do that. And there's ways to extricate yourself from the situation nicely. You don't have to be mean or rude about it, but you also are not anybody's emotional punching bag. So knowing that you can, knowing that you can, um, remove, you know, put these boundaries up. So I, I know I go a lot about it, but boundaries are very important. Gratitude is very important. Having a gratitude practice, and it could be as simple as when you wake up, just state or write down three to five things you're grateful for. And then when you go to bed, do the same thing. When I go to bed at night, I have a whole prayer practice every morning, and it starts with gratitude. And when I go to bed at night, 
as I'm going to sleep, I start saying, I'm grateful for this, that, and the other thing. So tonight, I'm sure I'll say, I'm grateful for being on the show with Carissa. And, you know, and how, what a great, what a great time I had. And there would be one among many things that I've experienced today that I would be sharing in my, in my gratitude practice. I believe that learning forgiveness and forgiving yourself is so huge in self-care. Because again, I know I'm mentioning it, I'm repeating it, but it's really important because I said, as I said earlier, we beat ourselves up worse than anybody could ever beat us up. We say things to ourselves that we would never allow anybody else to say. And we do it over and over and over again. Well, when you start removing those negative thoughts out of your head because you're forgiving yourself and you're letting it go, you will find that more positive things will flow to you. It, things will just shift in a natural way. And one day you'll wake up going, oh my God, I'm singing, I'm happy. You know, I like myself. I like looking in the mirror, whatever it might be. I mean, I can go on and on and on and speak for hours about this, but I, I think it. those are a few good things. Definitely. All of those things are so important and so, so powerful. I definitely agree with you. And, you know, when I was reading your book, I, I could really connect with um, your selflessness. And, and I can definitely see where, um, you know, throughout your journey, you've had to learn more about managing your boundaries well, uh, you know, being someone that has uh, taken on children um, that are not biologically yours and loving them the same and doing that, you know, there, there's definitely um, a lot of that boundary management that has to take place and, and knowing when to say no and, and when you've done enough and, and you've done so out of love. And, and also, um, you know, going back to boundaries too, being able to speak your truth, right? When, when you can communicate that, Hey, this, particular um, thing that you're asking of me is, is not going to work well for me, but just the way we communicate it can really impact the reaction to it, if that makes sense. And I can relate a lot to this because I'm actually a, a stepmother um, myself. And so, and I love my family so, so much, but there's been a lot of boundary setting that I've had to learn as well. And I haven't always been very good at it. So I, I appreciate that piece and, and everything else that you mentioned too, gratitude and um, forgiveness uh, of others and ourselves and um, just that self-love practice. So thank you. I, I, I could go on and on about it as well, but <laughs> I think that's a, a pretty good overview of, of what's important or at least a good place for, for people to start. But what advice can you give uh, aspiring authors in the spiritual or self-help space? What did you learn when writing your book? Oh, that's a great question. I learned that it's okay for me to be vulnerable and to allow my vulnerability to be exposed because just because you're vulnerable doesn't mean you're going to get hurt from it. Um, I feel if you, if you feel you've got something to share, and even if you don't feel you have something to share, share it anyway. I didn't think I had five psychics tell me I was going to write books. And I said, absolutely not. I had nothing. I said, who wants to hear what I have to say? You know, it's just like the usual, right? And I ended up now with three compilation best-selling books as a part of that and my own solo bestseller. Um, so take the chance because go through the veil of fear. Because once you do, you'll find it's much better on the other side than you ever anticipated. 
And I think that's what holds a lot of us back is fear, fear of judgment, fear of criticism, fear of not feeling up to snuff. And I say, to hell with it. Right. You know, just do it because don't ever look back because in your last, last breath, you don't want to say, gee, I should have written that book. I should have climbed Mount Everest. I should have, you know, we don't need to shoot all, shoot all over ourselves, especially yeah. at our last breath. Definitely. I love that. I love that. That's, that's exactly where I'm at too. Just whatever I can do on a day-to-day basis to move one step closer to my dreams. Right. And I, I encourage everyone to do that because it, it really takes, you know, aligning with what you want to do and then taking baby steps to get there. Uh, and, and we can all accomplish whatever it is that we put our minds to. We just have to do it. Right. It does, it does take some action as well. Some, um, Definitely yeah. takes some. I'm I'm reading this book, The Answer, with John Asraf and Murray Smith, and it talks about you know you've got all the it's about the law of attraction and and vision boarding and you know making your business amazing. And one thing he said is you can sit here and pray and set intentions all you want, but you have to put your action behind it, the intention. It's just not going to fall into your lap because you want it. I mean, it could, but it not necessarily will. Right. So. You know, be be. You know, you have to be forward forward going with with whatever it is you want to bring into your life. Yep, exactly. It's aligned action and intentional action. I love that. I'll have to look at that book. The answer. That's that's very good. Um, so, Marla, do you yes. work with crystals in your personal energy practice? And if so, what are some of your favorite crystals and why? I, I'm not a crystal healer, but oh my God, do I have crystals? <laughs> I. Mean, <laughs> I, I I've become a big rock collector. And my, I mean, we just moved to North Carolina and I still haven't, we haven't found a place for all my stones yet. Um, so they're in the garage. But I love amethyst. I love citrine. I love, um, I mean, those are some of my favorites. I carry selenite in my car. It's a protective stone. Yep. Uh, I love selenite. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Oh, I love moonstone. And Moldavite, oh my God, I have Moldavite earrings and they, it helps with intuition and psychic ability. And when I put them on, my head just buzzes. It is mostly great because that's what my head feels like when I start getting, you know, when I'm tapped in, my head sort of vibrates. And so that's what happens when I put on the earrings. I love it. I have selenite in my car as well. That is um, amazing. (laughs) Definitely not a coincidence, I, I think. So my aunt, um, she's into energy healing as well, and, and she's amazing. I talk about her quite a bit on my podcast, actually, but she received some selenite that was blessed by shamans, uh, and the selenite was actually um, from a local area here in Utah, which is where I live, and so they're very special stones, and I have this perfect little spot in my car where one fits just perfectly, and I have it in there all the time. If it's not in there, I'm like, oh, where's my selenite? Because I really do feel like it's such a protective stone. So thank you for sharing that. That's that's great. Um, so I had a question also about your experience being an energy healer. Do you have any specific healing stories that you'd like to share without jeopardizing the healed individual's anonymity? Um, well, yes, I've got a couple of stories, but one of them, I would, this is more of a clearing story than a healing, mm-hmm. but there was a business person who came to me who was struggling and the business, um, he, this person was at the thresholds. Should I 
close my business? Should I keep going with my business? You know, what can I do? Will you clear my business for me? And I said, sure, of course I will. I'm not going to say no. And the person gave me X amount of dollars. And he said, once a week for this many weeks, I'd like you to clear my, my business. So once a week, I would clear the business. And I would touch base with this person. And I'd say, is there anything specific you want me to address this week? And what was interesting is I did this, the first year I did it for two, um, for two periods. I'll just call them. And this person ended up, he was a half a million dollars down from the year before in his sales. He broke even. And in a very, very short period of time. Mm -hmm. The following year, he said, can you do this again for me? I said, fine. Same thing, two segments. And his business then closed up, you know, the, he closed the year 20% higher. And then the following year, he increased that by 50%. Well, it's still growing and he's added on employees and he's outgrown his space. Wow. And it's just been really an amazing story. And what's great about the way this was done is he didn't get in his own way. You know how you mentioned earlier about self-will? Well, what also happens is that people can get in their way and they can bring their blocks back. So, for example, I had a gal who had MS and she was very, very depressed. And I actually did something I don't normally don't do. And that is I spent an hour on the phone with her prepping her for the, for the actual appointment. Well, what to expect, what's going to happen, what I need her to do. Yeah, because we're in a partnership. Whenever I work with anybody, it's a partnership. Mm -hmm. I do my, my part, but then they have a part to do too. And the part that the client has to do is pretty much just don't think about things, let things assimilate, you know, so you can allow the changes to happen, allow the shift to happen. And then the next day I did the, the session and I told her then exactly what I'm telling you. I said, when we're done with the session, don't, don't think about what you're going through. Just get, occupy yourself doing something else. Read, listen to music, dance, watch a movie, whatever it is. Don't focus on your issue. And as soon as I was done with the session, I said, so how are you feeling? And the first thing out of her mouth is, did you clear the depression? Well, because all she was focused on, she wasn't open to receiving it because she was so worried about it. Mm-hmm. And so when some people have, and I'm telling you this, not because it's a failure situation, but this is showing the, you know, I want the people out there to understand that when you work with anybody in a healing situation, especially on an energetic level, you have your part to do as well. And that is to allow the work to happen by not ruminating over what was, you know, your situation, because then you're not allowing the energy to flow through. Um, but I thought, I don't know why, Spirit wanted me to share this because I think it's important, or they think it's important for people to understand their role when they're a receiver. Um, another story I can share with you is um, I have a client who had a lot of medical issues, fibromyalgia, and, and she had breast cancer and some other issues, and we had been working together. and. Her situation mellowed out. I mean, she occasionally has her flare-ups, but 
she's 80% better than she was when she came to me. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> That's really amazing. I love Thank that. Mm -hmm. Very, very good. Yeah, and I agree with you completely uh, as far as being the receiver too. I mean, if, if people aren't open-minded and open to receiving that healing, there's a level of resistance there that will block a lot of that, right? I mean, they have to also be a willing recipient and and uh, be open-minded enough to receive. So that's, that's a great message. Thank and uh, what advice do you have for others that may want to explore energy healing as a career path? I, well, I think it's an amazing path. I, it's, and it's, and it's even more than a career path because for me, once I stepped into it, it became a life path, which is, which is amazing because I, cause I've just changed my whole perspective on everything, which it would be hard not to when you're learning the laws of attraction, when you're learning the laws of spirit, right? Mm -hmm. So it really just changes everything. But I'm, I say, if you're interested, find something that resonates with you, find a modality that, that you really like and resonates with you, and then um, go after it. I get the training. And here's the thing, you may get trained in something and then you might find, eh, that doesn't resonate with me. There are so many things out there. I still find things I want to be trained in. Mm -hmm. I just spoke to a woman who is an astrologer. She merged uh, astrology and numerology and calls it star code. And I have to tell you, amazing, powerful. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, I wish I had time to, to do this because I would go and join her class because it, it fascinates me. I don't think you can have too much education in any area but especially because there's so many modalities that are amazing and effective for different types of issues. Right. And so I say, go for it. Right. And I question. agree. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. Never stop learning. I agree. I think that, you know, we can become better healers too. The more that we know, we may not use every modality, but that knowledge too just helps guide us and direct us. And, and maybe one modality is going to work better for a certain situation for whatever reason. And we let spirit guide us towards that. So I love it. I, I think it's great. I'm with you. I'm like, if I could just take it all in, right. I just don't have enough time in a day to take in everything that I want to, you know, read about and learn about. It's just so much fun. So love it. Love it. Um, so you have a podcast. Will you tell us a little bit about your podcast that you launched in spring 2018? So Guided Spirit Conversations is the name of the podcast, and it's on Thursdays at 12 o'clock Eastern Time, 11 o'clock Central Time, and I guess if you're Mountain Time, it would be 10 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> so what I, what, what I was inspired to do, and the mission of my show is twofold. A, to find healers, metaphysicians, thought leaders, who people might not, they might not be a brand name, but are powerful and really great at what they do. And they have a message. So it's to spotlight them and what they do. So because hopefully somebody will resonate and they can work together. And the, you know, the client could get the help that they're looking for. And they found somebody they might not otherwise be introduced to. So that's one part. And the other part is for the listener. My goal and objective is to bring people on who are not just entertaining, but to introduce them to new modalities, new ways of thinking, new, you know, new ideas about where my client, where my, my clients, I'm sorry, 
who are my guests, give them tips, tools, techniques that they can easily incorporate into their life to either enhance it, tweak it, or totally make a shift because we're all brought in to, to live a divine life. We just have to get through our weeds, cut through our weeds so we could find that nirvana spot. Definitely, definitely. Um, love it. And, and my last question for you, Marla, is about enlightenment. What is your definition of enlightenment? And do you feel like you've experienced enlightenment in its fullest form at this point in your life? I feel that enlightenment is a journey. And I think we, you know, yes, I've attained enlightenment. Am I fully, totally 100% enlightened? I'm a human. So I have lots to learn. I have a long path to go, but it's about learning and picking things up as you go and incorporating things into your life that, that help keep, you know, keep you ascending you up, keep opening you up, keep opening up your mind, your heart, your intuition. So you receive love, information, guidance from all areas. Exactly. I couldn't agree more. Actually, that's a, a beautiful definition. Thank you. Thank you. It's it's an unfolding, right? It is an <laughs> For unfolding. Sure. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. I, I love that. Well, Marla, thank you so, so much. It has been a true pleasure having you on this episode. Um, I'd love to stay in touch with you going forward as well, if you're open to that. And I will certainly, Absolutely. yeah, I'll certainly make sure that uh, my listeners know where to find you and your book and your podcast and all of that. And speaking of your podcast, is that available on all the major platforms? It's Yes, I think the only one I'm having trouble with because we switched from a recorded podcast to a live podcast. I think it's Spotify that I'm having a little bit of trouble, but it should be on. Um, I had, I record on Zoom, so I do a recording as I do my podcast, so mm -hmm. people can actually hear the the behind the scenes when the commercials are going on, what the guests and I are actually talking about. They can watch that and listen to that. Um, and sometimes there's some amazing information that's shared. Um, Voice America, iTunes, iHeart. Perfect. Uh, like, so yeah, the usual suspects. Okay. Yeah. I will certainly uh, find it myself too and, and give it a listen. I appreciate you putting out that content for everyone. I think that's what we're all here to do, right? Is share and serve. So thank you. Do you have any last comments or anything that you'd like to share, Marla? Hi, you know what? I want to thank you for bringing me on the show. This has been lovely. It has been a great interview. And to everybody out there, I understand that you do have the ability to, to, to have the life you divinely want to live. You, sometimes we just need to get out of our own way. And if you need help, reach out, whether it's me or another meta, metaphysician, healer. But there's, there's people who really want to get you to what I call the sweet spot of life. Love it. Thank you, Marla. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate you. Wow, what an amazing interview with Marla. Marla is uh, an inspirational woman, and uh, what a blessing to have her on the show. I'm, I'm very, very grateful that I was able to connect with her and, and have her on, and potentially we'll have her on again in the future. Um, I'm looking forward to tapping into her podcast as well. I'll definitely be giving that a listen, but I'll share in the show notes 
all of the information that you'll need in order to find Marla on all the social media platforms. You'll be able to find her on all the major podcast platforms, but I'll share all of that um, so it's easily accessible for all of you. And again, uh, as far as her book goes, I do have an extra copy that I, I wanted to give away. So what I would like you to do is leave me a review on um, your preferred podcast platform and take a screenshot of it, a picture of it, and email it to me so that I have proof that you did so. And of course, do this if you feel called to. Um, it would mean a, a ton to me if you gave me a positive review because um, I am trying to get my podcast out there to more listeners and this will absolutely help me in doing so. Um, so if you take a screenshot of it, go ahead and email it to me. My email address is carissa, K-A-R-I-S-S-A, at yourselfenlightened.com. Again, that's carissa at yourselfenlightened.com. So if you, you leave a review, send me an email showing that you did so, and that will enter you into the drawing for this book. So stay tuned. I'll be sure to, um, in a week or so, announce the winner of the book. So once again, thank you all. I absolutely love you. You're amazing and you're beautiful. Don't forget that. Have a wonderful day. Thanks.